Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games Daily, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skifstad. Hey everybody, welcome back to another week of gaming with Board Games Daily. This is AJ Skifstad. And we've got a lot of good stuff coming at you today. We're going to talk about what will you play Monday. And uh, for some of us, that actually takes place Tuesday, Firestone. (coughs) But um, that's his game night. Anyways, we're going to do what will you play Monday. We're going to talk about some mergers in the gaming industry and uh, talk about what we think about those. And uh, we've got some other stuff coming at you too today. So just stay tuned because there's a lot of good stuff coming your way. That's it for now. Check you later. Hey guys, wanted to give you an update on a couple of quick things going on at theologyofgames.com. We, uh, we've done a couple of cool things with the site itself. You can check out. The first thing I want to tell you about is Theology of Games Top Rated. We've put a tab on there. It's our top rated games. What is this? This means that AJ and Firestone and myself got together. We put together a list of the games that we think are great We think that should be in every collection. And we said, these are our top rated games. Now, some of those games we agreed on, and that's the top of the top of the list. That is uh, things like Gloomhaven and Orleans and uh, a few other games that are on that list. Those are the games that we said, you got to have this game. Star Realms is in there, uh, Thunderstone Quest, stuff like that. And then we each... From there, the stuff that was still on our list, but maybe not all of us put on the same list, we have our three individual lists as well. There's links on all of those that you can uh, click on a link. It'll take you over to Amazon and you can find a a copy of it for pretty inexpensive. And uh, so you can check that out. It's a great resource if if you're trying to find a gift for a gamer and you don't know what to get them or uh, you want to send somebody that way because you know they might be looking for a gift for you, whatever the case may be, or you just want to see, hey, what games do these jokers think are some of the best ever? So there it is. You can check that out. Another thing you can do that is very, very cool is I built a page for Board Games Daily. Now, typically, like with the Theology of Games podcast, and that's how I roll, we write a blog post on their own pages for every episode, right? So we do uh, an entry there, we embed the, the episode into it, so you can listen right there on the site. Listen, we do this show every day, and the time that it takes to do the show every day we wouldn't get anything else done if we were writing those blog posts for this as well. We're still writing reviews. We're still writing news pieces. We're still getting interviews. We're still very, very busy on the site. So what I've done is I've created a page. If you go under the podcast tab, go under board games daily, and there you can, uh, you can go to a link that'll take you to the show page. And there's also a form there. So we always say, hey, let us know what you think. Use that voice message feature on the Anchor app. But here's the thing. We see our our insights. We see our analytics. We know not everybody is listening via Anchor. In fact, 
I would say maybe 5% of you are actually listening on Anchor. That's just how it is. We know there's a ton of you listening on iTunes and Google and even Spotify. So what do you do if you want to be a part of the show? If you want to have your voice heard and, and sound off on these subjects that we're talking about? Well, if you don't want to download the Anchor app, which is totally cool. We think it's great if you do that and you don't want to use that voice message feature. You can go to uh, theologyofgames.com slash BGD for Board Games Daily. So theologyofgames.com slash BGD. And on there, there's you can click on the form. It says, uh, be a part of the show or be a part of the conversation. I forget what the button says. <laughs> I'm going to look it up as I record. Uh, but if you click on that, there's a form there. It will take you to, and you just have to give your name. It has a spot for your email that you can sign up for our email list, but it's not required. You don't have to do that. Oh, it says write the show. There it is. You don't have to give your email if you don't want to. We just ask that you give your name so that we can respond to you as a person. And then there's a blank field that you can send us a message. So you can just write us about any topic that it, you we talked about, anything that we said, and you can respond to that. And then we'll just read it off on the air and respond to it in kind. So check that out if you get a chance. If you'd really like to be a part of the show, that's another way for you to do it. We really appreciate it. Of course, you can always tweet at us at Board Games Daily and at Theology of Games. All right, I'm going to get out of here. This segment took way too long. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Board Games Daily. We'll be back with more. All right, so we're talking about what will you play Monday. Monday, as you know, for me, is my game night with my game group. And tonight it's going to be a little bit different. It's going to start out uh, small and uh, get bigger. I'm going to uh, have one of my buddies over playing games, and we're going to start with some two-player games. Um, we're probably going to play heavier ones, not light stuff like Patchwork or like... Um, or Seven Wonders Duel, which plays very quickly, but maybe something that takes a little bit longer, uh, perhaps 45 minutes to an hour. So we've got two games that we're kind of throwing around, and uh, one of those is Star Wars The Living Card Game. This is a card game by Eric Lang. Uh, it was released in 2012 by Fantasy Flight Games, and they have just expanded this game to the max. There's new chapter packs that come out like uh, every month, I think literally every month. And so it's ridiculous how many cards there are for this game right now. But the nice part about this game is you don't need every pack to play it. Just adding packs is going to add objectives, which are the things that you need to take in order to win the game. Three objectives the Rebels have to uh, take to win. And then uh, as, as the dark side, uh, you need to play through 12 turns with the Death Star dial going up each turn when you get to 12 if the Rebels haven't taken three bases or three objectives, the dark side wins. So it's a really, really good game. Lots of expansions, lots of cards, but you only need the base, uh, the base decks to play and you're still going to have endless replayability. And so hopefully that, that might get to the table tonight. But the other one we're kind of tossing around is Summoner Wars because I love Summoner Wars. It's a game where you're playing on a grid type of, of map uh, and you have your half of the board, the other player has their half of the board, and you're going to be invading each other's territory and trying to take each other's summoner with your cards that have many different effects. Now, each deck of cards is a different faction, and those factions are so different. 
and they have so many different abilities. It's really, really cool the way each one plays. I've never played a game of Summoner Wars where I felt like one faction just totally schools another faction. Very well balanced. I love playing this game every time we play it. I have a great time. So the goal of this game is to take the other person's summoner. Whoever does wins the game. I've had games that have taken 15 minutes and I've had games that have taken two hours because it is just so cool the way that you can combine powers to make things happen for you. And so I absolutely love Summoner Wars. Hopefully that might be a game that we get to the table. Then, uh, we're going to be having some other players join us, and the possibilities are endless. Uh, the three guys that are going to be there tonight for sure all love Thunderstone Quest, and we've been playing the heck out of that game, and so that might hit the table again. We've been playing Orleans a lot recently. We've been uh, playing with the uh, Traders expansion, um, Traders and oh, Trade and Intrigue, that's what it is. We really like that expansion, so we might see that hit the table. There's some other games that we've been enjoying too. We've liked uh, Caverna a lot lately. That's been a great worker placement game that um, is the sweet spot with that one is three to four players. And so that's a possibility too. I'm gonna sneeze, here it comes. Wait, wait, wait. And it's gone. Okay, it didn't happen, that's all right. So those are some of the games that are possibly gonna hit the table tonight. But if Jeremiah joins us, which I think he might, he's got a lot of games that we need to review, a lot of games that we wanna see for the first time, and you might get to see our first impressions on those games coming up in the days to come. So stay tuned for those as well. If Jeremiah shows up tonight, something new might hit the table, and it's gonna be exciting to find out what that is. So that's it for now. What are you playing Monday? We wanna hear. Call in and use that call in feature and uh, let's hear from you. Talk to you later. You can be more than just a listener. If you're listening via the Anchor app, you can be a part of the discussion by using the voice message feature. Don't just sit on the sidelines. Download the app and join the conversation today. All right, welcome back. This is AJ. We're going to be talking about um, some board game mergers in the industry. The one I want to talk about specifically today is a merger between Stronghold Games and Indie uh, Indie uh, Boards, IBC. Yes, Indie Boards and Cards. Um, so Stronghold Games has released a lot of bigger games, such as Cottage Garden. Um, the other one in that line is Indian Summer. They've done Terraforming Mars, Great Western Trail, uh, I think it's called Fields of Green. They've got a lot of good stuff in their in their rep of games. And I play quite a few of them and I enjoy Stronghold games and they've got a lot of bigger titles and they're bigger, usually a little bit heavier games. Now, indie board games on the other hand is a little bit different. They have kind of a smaller line of games that, uh, that are a little bit shorter in play. They did a game called Delve a couple years back which was kind of like a tile placement exploration game. They have done uh, The Resistance, which is a great social deduction game, and its partner game, which is Avalon, which takes place in the Arthurian legend saga. And um, that, that game is great too. They've done Coup, they've done Coup Rebellion. So they have a lot of social deduction games in their line, a lot of lighter, maybe kind of party games, I guess you could say. Not party necessarily, but... Uh, you need more players to play them. And so uh, we 
absolutely love the stuff that they do at Indie Boards and Cards. They have a lot of great games. We like what's going on at Stronghold Games. These two companies have merged into what's called Indie Studios. And so I'm really excited to see what this merger is going to do for their companies and if it's going to help them explode a little bit more into the industry and get a lot more games into our hands at a faster rate because uh, that's what we want here in the gaming industry, right? More games, more often. So let's see what that merger does. I want to hear what uh, Scott and Firestone, uh, Scott Firestone and Jeremiah Isley think about that today. So we'll be hearing from them pretty soon. Uh, but that's it for now. Check you later. Our next topic of conversation today is another merger in the industry. It's one that I don't know as much about, so I, I, wanna, I definitely want to hear from Jeremiah and Firestone on this one. Um, it is the merger between Greater Than Games and Cheap A Games. A refers to one's posterior. Uh, it's not our style to use uh, any sort of profanity on our, on our uh, podcast, so for all intents and purposes, Cheap A Games and Greater Than Games have merged. Now, I'm not sure exactly what uh, everything is in Cheap A Games, uh, their games that they've released. Uh, I know Jeremiah is a little bit more familiar with these. However, I do know that Greater Than Games has produced some uh, really fun games. They did the whole Sentinels of the Multiverse line, which is a totally 100% original universe. The, uh, it's a comic book universe that they created, and they went ahead and they made a uh, card game out of it, which uh, is a cooperative card game where you have personalized hero decks, and you go up against these supervillains, and they have just expanded the heck out of this game, um, and it's been, it's been a lot of fun to experience that game with uh, some of my buddies. I really enjoy it. They also have a uh, 2017 release, which is super hot right now. It's like 35 on BGG rating. It's like top, I think it's number 35 rating on BGG, and that's Spirit Island. Again, Scott's played this, I have not, so he has a little bit more on that. But um, they've created some really good games, uh, but they're still a smaller company. So both of these companies are very small. They've created a good amount of games so that they have a good name in the industry. But I'm excited again to see what their merger might do, uh, just like Stronghold and Indies merger. I think these smaller companies might just be able to make a bigger impact in the industry uh, as they merger. So I'm hoping to see more games come from these two companies, hoping to see them explode a little bit more and, uh, you know, just see what they can do. Because, you know, when you take two small companies, put them together, only bigger things are going to happen, hopefully. So uh, stay tuned and let's see what happens with those companies. And also, again, we're going to hear from uh, Firestone and Jeremiah on these topics soon. So that's it for now. Hey, folks. Firestone here with Board Games Daily, powered by TheologyofGames.com wanted to talk about the subject that AJ brought up earlier, which is a couple of mergers happening in the board game world. The first one I'll talk about is uh, Cheap A Games being acquired by Greater Than Games. And this one I have almost no vested interest in. I've played a couple of the Cheap A Games, and they live up to their name. They're just... They're, I understand that some people think they're fun, and um, but I don't think they're fun. <laughs> I don't, I like more game in my games, and when you have a syndrome named after one of your games, 
It's called kill Dr. Lucky syndrome, which is basically the idea that um, going around the table, well, you need to stop this thing from happening. And then if that person says, no, I'm actually going to help myself in this game, then the next person's like, well, you need to stop that from happening or we're going to lose the game. No, actually, I'm going to help myself. And so then it becomes the, the person at the end needs, at the end of the turn order needs to take care of that problem or so-and-so might win the game. I hate stuff like that. It's not fun. Cheap A games, I haven't played a single one that I enjoyed or I had fun with. So, Greater Than Games may have just bought this in order to have kind of an evergreen product that sells well, is relatively cheap, and costs almost nothing to produce, and they just own the IP for it, and they may not even have plans to come out with new products for it. They can just stick it on shelves and collect the money for it. I have no idea. It does seem a strange move for them to pick up such a, a niche um, board game company, but but whatever. I like Greater Than Games' uh, well, I'm not a big fan of uh, Sentinels of the Universe, but I love Spirit Island a ton, and that is one of their um, Fabled Nexus is one of their kind of offshoot brands underneath the Greater Than Games umbrella, and Spirit Island is just like the best co-op game I've played in years, and it's so innovative and remarkable. So they have a lot of weight with me for that one. So anyway, that, that merger, don't really care. doesn't affect me in any way. The Stronghold Games and Indie Boards, Cards and Board Games one is a little more interesting. Uh, they have, I mean, Indie has, publishes The Resistance, which is my favorite game of all time. So uh, the rest of their games for me have been kind of hit and miss. I think Coup is good. I like Triumvirate. I liked uh, a few of their others. I've heard great things about Eon's End, but I haven't played it. And so uh, Stronghold Games in the last few years has made some really good business decisions, in my opinion. They've picked up great games. Terraforming Mars is solid. Um, great Western Trail isn't really my... T it's not one of my favorite games, but I understand completely why people love it so much. And there have been a couple of other titles where I just thought, okay, Stronghold is hitting their stride. They're doing great things. So for those two companies to come together and for Travis Worthington to kind of be on the business side of things and Stephen Bonacore to be kind of the voice and the, uh, the spokesperson for that, I think that's going to be a great thing. And it kind of makes them uh, a bigger player in this market, which is, which is good for them in the long run, I think. So um, that one I'm excited about. I look forward to more great games from them. They both seem to uh, pick mostly good games to, to uh, produce. And so having them get the ability to maybe get even cheaper prices because they're larger and can have bigger print runs and things like that. And they can create more uh, kind of branding with some of these titles. Like, the, you know, the Koo universe. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Maybe it's the dystopian universe. So now the resistance is under there and Koo is under there. And so those are the kind of things I think these companies have to start doing is building universes under their brands so that then they can um, get those brands into stores, get better brand recognition. And that creates financial room for them to be able to go after some of these other titles that aren't a part of that universe. And that's where we get innovation. Anyway, that's what I think about those mergers. I think in the long run, they'll be fine. And uh, more games is good for the industry, right? I love board games. Tell us what you think. Have a great day. Bye.
right. I just wanted to weigh in real quick on the uh, cheap <clears throat> games and greater than merger. Uh, that's really interesting. I, I actually haven't read much about this yet, but um, I think we're probably going to start seeing a little bit more of this. I think uh, there's a competitive edge. There's uh, there's just a, a benefit to not being a small fish in a big pond. Now, the small fish have done really, really well over the last few years. Kickstarter has definitely been a force behind that of these smaller publishers, these upstarts doing their own thing, getting funding because they've got a good game and people want to have it played and have it in the, in the industry. But there's, you know, like we've talked about over the last week or so, the whole thing with, uh, uh, key forge and these unique games that fantasy flight is doing. And of course there's, uh, licensing things where just having a, a larger pool of resources to kind of pull from, uh, really opens the doors of creativity you're not really restricted by size or resources or money or whatever it may be so i think these smaller game studios kind of coming together to form a a conglomerate just like uh, stronghold did with uh indie boards and cards uh you know there's there's that happening now now you've got greater than which already greater than games had already merged with dice hate me a year or maybe two years ago now. So we've got a lot of different uh, little things happening. I think you'll probably still see, you know, a a few more happen here and there. I don't know that we're going to see a ton of them pop up, but I don't think it's a bad thing for the industry. I think it's all right. I think, uh, like I said, if you're an indie and you're kind of in this much larger pond than it was even five years ago the board game industry is growing it's booming uh if you if you're a little fish you probably are going to find some uh some company there and some comfort in that company so i think it's i think it's good for the industry i don't think it's a bad thing and uh, i'll be interested to see uh who starts teaming up with who uh as as things unfold so there are my two cents what do you guys think let us know be part of the conversation here on Board Games Daily. Hey everyone, Firestone here with Board Games Daily, powered by TheologyofGames.com. Talking a little bit about what I played this weekend, and I only managed to get part of one game played, and it was with my 10-year-old. We played Merchants and Marauders. I got this for my birthday a few weeks ago and been wanting to try it out i i heard it wasn't the best with two but we thought we'd give it a shot try and uh see if we could puzzle through things and the rules and everything man there are a ton of rules with this game lots of little details there are 16 different 16 or 17 different c zones in the game and every one of them has a different effect so you sail to this section and Oh, here's some special things you can do there. And then sail here. Oh, here's some special things you can do. So it's like just tons of board reading and remembering what you can do places. And anyway, I suspect it's not the best of two because we have played, I don't know, 10 or 12 turns. And basically he's sticking on one side of the board and I'm sticking on the other side of the board. We're both playing merchants. So we're not attacking each other. We're not 
messing with things. We're just kind of buying goods and selling goods and upgrading ships and things like that. I just completed a rumor that let me fight a big galleon and I won ended up winning somehow miraculously. And so uh my choice is to either get 15 gold as a reward for taking out this pirate galleon or I could take the galleon and then get a Spanish bounty which would make me then a pirate. And I'm thinking about actually doing that just to see what happens with the game and just to make it a little more exciting because then some of the navies will start coming after me and then, you know, things like that can happen and I can start pirating and checking out the other aspects of the game. It's not that I don't, it's not that we don't like the game just with two players. It feels like we're each kind of doing a solitaire game. There's nothing much exciting happening. So I suspect with four players and more people playing pirates and so forth, that this would be a much more interesting game as it stands. I'm still enjoying it and it's, uh, it's really fun and thematic and uh, having a good time and I'm, not regretting the purchase at all. But that is what I played this weekend. Merchants and Marauders. Have you played this game? What do you think? Let us know and we will talk to you later with more sub with more segments. Segments is the word I meant to say. Okay, have a good one. Bye. Hey everyone, Jeremiah here with my What Did You Play segment from the weekend. And I'll tell you what I played. I played Get Over Being Sick as a sickly dog. <laughs> I came down sometime. You may have noticed I didn't show up. Uh, I think it was Thursday and Friday on the show. I was dying. <laughs> I really was under it. Uh, some nasty stomach flu thing hit me, and I was in a rough, rough shape. So I did not play any games over the weekend. I'm hoping maybe to get some on the table tonight, but we will see. I'm really trying to get Farlight played and also uh, Most Wanted from North Star Games, as well as I'm still sitting here looking at my copy of Founders of Gloomhaven, so we'll see what uh, this week has in store for me as my second son goes back to school this week. It might be a little bit crazy and busy, but we'll see what we can do. And uh, so what are you guys playing this weekend? What did you play over the weekend and what else is going on? Let us know. Use uh, the voice feature, the voice message feature on Anchor or email us at theologyofgames at gmail.com. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Stay tuned for more here on Board Games Daily. Thanks for joining us today. Board Games Daily is powered by TheologyOfGames.com. Don't forget to head over to TheologyOfGames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening, and go put a game on the table.